Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Ted, wake up. Huh? You look exactly like me. I am you, Ted, from the future. You need to call Progressive. What? Why? Well, they have 24-7 protection when you bundle your home and auto. And my teleportation cube just smashed into your car. Wait, you crashed into my car? Technically, it's our car. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Stack in the Box. I am Matt Verderam alongside Josh Hill, and we are back, of course, every Monday here, Stacking the Box. Thank you for joining us, whether you're watching on Facebook Live or whether you listen in later on iTunes. Regardless, look, there's plenty of news to get to. Even though it's a dead period in the NFL, there's always something going on. And certainly right now, there's a lot of holdouts going on with star players. You could talk about David Johnson or Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald. The list goes on. One star who is not holding out, Odell Beckham Jr. He has said that he is going to be at training camp, even though he wants a new deal. He's in the last year of his rookie contract, Mm -hmm. fifth-year option. Is it the right move for him to be at training camp, or do you think he should join the other guys I just mentioned and be sitting out? I mean, right away you're like, well, he's Odell Beckham Jr. He can sit out. He can get the contract that he wants. But – after last season, after getting hurt, after not playing, after all the questions that we now have about his future, whether or not he's going to be the type of guy that you're going to want to give a big contract to, because that was something we talked about last year, even before he got hurt, is Odell Beckham Jr. somebody that you want in your locker room long term? Because there's all the questions about him throwing hissy fits on the sideline. Then there were some off-field issues that either we forgot about or you know are going to pop back up again. So I think he's kind of in a situation now where he's playing for the biggest deal that he can get. And I think that that's important. That's why he's not going to hold out. He's going to get in there. He's got to play for that contract. And that's really the only other option for him. I think it's the right move that he's making now for a couple of reasons. One is last year he was hurt. Mm -hmm. Okay, he broke his leg. He missed the last three quarters or so of the season. And so I think he wants to come back and prove, hey, look, I can play you know, full 16 games. Because he has had some injuries in the past. His rookie year, he missed the first four games of the year as well. Mm-hmm. We've had a hamstring injury. And so I think if you're Odell, the best thing you can do is ball out this year. He's oh, yeah. really well, oh, yeah. 16 games. And the good news for him is he's got a lot of help in that offense. They bring yep. in Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram's going into his second year. Have Sterling Shepard's going into his third year. So it's a very yeah. young, explosive offense. Now they have a head coach mm-hmm. who, who can't be worse than Ben McAdoo. Well, they and have a head coach. That's right. really good yeah. right there. Hey, right. And they have an offensive-minded head coach. Yeah. And so mm. I think if you're Beckham, you want to get in here and show some good faith. Because you're right. There have been some issues on and off the field. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, they get in the playoffs against the Packers, and he's having a party down in Miami on a boat. That drew a lot of criticism. Then he punched the yep. hole in the wall at Lambeau Field after they lost that game. Mm-hmm. There was the on-field stuff with Josh Norman a few years yep. ago when he was with Carolina. Then, of course, the whole thing with the kicking net. And you, mm-hmm. got a, you got a personal foul uh, for taunting against Philadelphia in week three last mm-hmm. year when he pretended to go to the bathroom like a dog in the end zone. Some people would say those aren't even off or on-field issues, that they yeah. aren't big deals because those aren't things that are getting him suspended. Mm-hmm. Those aren't things that are, that are really negative. We see some other guys doing things mm-hmm. that are criminal, and none of those things are criminal. Exactly. Although there was the thing this offseason – 
that we don't know what it really was. It, it appeared there was a white mm -hmm. substance on a bed next to him and a woman. You don't, you know, it, it looked like it could have been something, mm -hmm. but you don't know. Um, but I think it's the right move for him to go to camp, work in good faith to get an extension. The Giants have to extend him. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's never been in any kind of criminal trouble. And, yeah, he's a little bit of a diva, but a lot of great receivers. Michael Irvin was a gigantic diva who had criminal issues at mm -hmm. times, and he worked out okay for the Cowboys. Yeah. He's the best player on that team by a substantial margin. I think the Giants, he shows up to camp, it puts more pressure on them because now he's showing good faith. They have to reciprocate in kind. Yeah, and let us know in the chat, too, what you think. Absolutely. Uh, and on Facebook, you got Rex, Brenda, John, Michael are all in there and kind of saying the same thing that we're saying. He's got to get in there. There's the injury questions that he needs to worry about, whether he wants to get paid. To me, you know, you talk about, like, the, the celebration stuff and all that. It really reminds me of, like, a Chad Ochocinco thing or Chad mm -hmm. Johnson, depending on which era of your career you yeah. want to be in there, where he was this really productive Hall of Fame-level wide receiver. You think of those good years with the Bengals when they were going to the playoffs. You know, I mean, they do that now. But, like, there was some really good team offenses that they put together. And J Chad Johnson was really at the center of that. You know, we watch a football life all the time. They got their yes. really good football life on him, which really digs into that. And I get some vibes here with Odell Beckham that I did with Ocho Cinco, where it's he's really good. You know he's going to be a talent for you. But do you want to pay for everything that he is? And that's the question. And to, to a certain extent, I think that's unfair. You know, if he wants to, you know, celebrate like he's a dog in the end zone, lifting his leg. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can. Use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. I don't care. Still the six points are on the board. So it's everything else past that. It's everybody making a big deal out of it. That that's where it's, do you want to pay for that? Is it potentially a distraction? And that's ultimately the question with Odell Beckham. Does that outweigh how talented he is? Because he's a top three receiver in the league when he's at his best. Oh, there's no question. Might be the best. Along, mm -hmm. Like you said, like, you know, Antonio Brown, of course, belongs in yeah. that conversation. Oh, Leo yeah. Jones, guys like that. But, look, Beckham is, is not only a great receiver, but he's an explosive playmaker. You mm -hmm. know, there are guys who rack up 100 receptions a year, like a Jarvis oh, yeah. Landry. There are even guys who have you know, 12, 1,300 yards, and, and they're great players, but mm -hmm. he is the kind of player that any time the ball's in his hands, he can score. Mm -hmm. That is a rare player to find in the NFL. And if Saquon Barkley becomes that, as a lot of people believe he will be, well, now if you're the Giants, you've got two guys like that oh, that yeah. the team has a game plan for. I think you're the Giants, unless you know something we don't, mm -hmm. and there's some real serious stuff off the field with him, I'm looking to bring him back. I think oh, he's handled easy. this offseason the right way. He, he went to OTAs, mm -hmm. even even the uh, the voluntary ones. Now he shows up to camp. I think for the Giants, you have to be realistic and say, yeah, is he a little bit of a DV? Absolutely, yes. And he, and he can be a pain. Mm -hmm. He can be. But he is by far our best player. And letting him go is lunacy. Look, yeah. to me, you try to get a deal done now. Maybe you even get it for a little less than you normally would since he's coming off the injury. Mm -hmm. Because here's the problem. If you're the Giants, let's say he goes out this year, cuts out all the BS, goes out and goes for 90 catches, 1,500 yards, mm -hmm. and 12 touchdowns. 
He's going to be more expensive. Oh, yeah. Cap's going to go up. Yep. Other guys like if, Julio, if I'm the Giants, I'm signing him before the Falcons extend Julio Jones. Yep. Oh, be- big time, because yeah. Jones is going to get the biggest contract mm-hmm. in the history of football at that position. And so Beckham is then going to look at that as a benchmark and say, pay me. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If the Giants say, well, no, we're not going to pay, well, he's going to get it elsewhere. Or they're going to tag him, and then he's going to hold out. We're going to go through this whole thing. Yeah. If the Giants are smart, sign him right now. And they get ahead of this because once Julio Jones gets that extension, mm-hmm. price goes up, and the price is going to continue to go up. Oh, big time. And I think, actually – Mike Evans might have helped him out a little bit because he took a little either at or a little bit below what market value should be for these big wide receivers. And I agree with you, though. The Julio Jones thing, that's going to be a market setter. That is going to be the thing that we're looking at. So the Giants, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't extend them now. I just think for the Giants, you have to be realistic and say, look, we have Eli Manning, who's at the end of his career. Mm. And do you want to try to win right now with him? Now, mm. you could say, well, they went 3-13 th- and 13 last year. Yeah, but... They won 11-5 the year prior and made the plus. Everything went wrong for them last year. They had a ton of injuries. Matt oh, could yeah. do – the whole thing fell apart, okay? <laughs> yeah, what a, what a disgrace. The Giants have a lot of talent on that team. Mm-hmm. I could easily see them turning around this year and winning 10 games. And the NFL is year to year. Yeah. There are a few teams like New England, like Green Bay when Rodgers is healthy, that they're always good. Most teams in the league, 90% of them, Year to year. Mm-hmm. So you'd be great one year, bad the next, good the next. It's just mm-hmm. that's the way the NFL is set up with free agency and the cap and the draft and everything else. So if I'm the Giants, I'm looking at that division and saying Dallas doesn't scare me. Washington doesn't scare me. As good as Philadelphia is, Philadelphia was 8-8, eight and eight, then won the Super Bowl. We see teams regress all the time after mm-hmm. they win the Super Bowl. All the time. Now, I'm not saying I think Philadelphia is going to do that, but we, we don't expect Super Bowl teams to regress. And then we see them go 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9. and nine. If yeah. I'm the Giants, I'm looking at Eli Manning and saying, hey, we have to try to win the next couple of years mm-hmm. and then transition into whoever your next quarterback is. Yeah. And doing that requires that Beckham is on the field. Mm-hmm. Because, look, Evan Ingram's made better with Beckham. Yeah. Sterling Shepard is made better with Beckham. If you don't have Odell on that team, now Sterling Shepard's your number one receiver. Mm-hmm. He's probably not a number one receiver, but he's a nice number two. Evan Ingram's now your third weapon in the passing game. Well, he's now your number two if Beckham's not there. It's just like a batting order in baseball. You take out that one guy and everybody's got to slide. The Giants have to make this work. Mm-hmm. Unless they just know something that is so heinous off the field. But there's no indication that that's the case. No. And while the Giants are dealing with that and whether or not they should extend Odell Beckham, staying on the East Coast there, New England, the Patriots, yep. Tom Brady, you talk about the Giants are going to have to eventually go at some point from Eli to the next quarterback, which is another big thing to talk about with the Odell Beckham thing. But another team going from quarterback to quarterback, the Patriots. Brady's been talking about retiring a lot. We don't know if we should believe him. The Gronk stuff kind of maybe was getting into there. What do you make of this whole thing with Tom Brady and the Patriots? Because it's, it's, it's wild to see that an organization and someday the Patriot way that we like to talk about for so long is now fraying at the edges and it's just coming undone. Well, here's what I think. Tom Brady has talked about wanting to retire when he's 45. Mm-hmm. He's going to be 41 on August 3rd, okay? the day before I turn 30 and I'm officially old. <laughs> um, Brady is still at the peak of his power. He was mm-hmm. the MVP last year. But Father Time's undefeated. And as great as he is, I think he's looking at that team and realizing the roster's not what it once was. Mm-hmm. I think he's also starting to see the end of, at, at the tunnel, or the, the light at the end of the tunnel for his career. And, and more importantly, and this to me is the biggest point, I think he's sick of dealing with Belichick. Yeah. I think that he is just, it's not as fun for him anymore. 
I think that that whole situation with the TB12 Academy and Alex Guerrero, I think that's frayed them mm-hmm. big time. And I think Brady is, is saying, look, my, you know, his wife, Giselle Bunchen, model, makes more money than he ever made. Like, I, I think for him, like, they are so unbelievably set. Mm-hmm. They have beautiful kids. I think if you're Tom Brady, you say, look, I don't want to walk away from this game on a team that's declining when I'm not having fun. If they won a Super Bowl this year, I would not be surprised if he just said, you know what? I'm done. I don't need yeah. any more money. I'm going to go enjoy time with my wife and kids. Because I just think with Belichick and him, it always seemed like that relationship was solid. But now, it doesn't feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, I think for Brady, when the fun's gone, what does he have left to prove? If it's not fun, it's time yeah. to go. And I think we might be approaching where it's going to be time to go sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think losing the Super Bowl this year was the best thing that could have happened for at least giving us direction of where Brady's going to go from this. Because if they would have won last year, we would have been stuck in this Brett Favre you know, cycle of hell where we're just going over and over again. Like, is he, isn't he, will he, won't he? But now there's at least something to fight for. There's that one more Super Bowl because they haven't gotten it. They, you know, they got the one against uh, Atlanta and we thought maybe this could be it. But things seemed a little more rock solid then. They lose the one to Philadelphia. Now it's, will he get that one more Super Bowl? And we talked about it last week. It's going to be a race to the finish. Who, who jumps ship first? Is it Belichick or is it Brady? Who leaves the other one as the last one standing? Because there's no future in New England. Once they traded Garoppolo and once Josh McDaniels came back and it's, it's like over. he's got the keys to the future, that's when you're like there is a rough, rough sea ahead for this. So I think, you know, Brady – Winning the Super Bowl this year, or at least just getting back to it, I think, right. would be enough to be like, you know what, I'm good. And I agree with you. The fun factor, that's, that's always something you can't gauge with these guys. You can never gauge that. And with Brady, there's no reason for him to stay in here longer than he has to. I always have been impressed with Brady that he's so into the game all mm-hmm. the time. And look, some guys are very into it and they're not demonstrative, but Brady is extremely demonstrative on the sideline, after a big play. You could tell how much it means to him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch that closely this season to see if he's like that again. Because yeah. I just – I wonder at some point if he just says to himself, I don't need this. I don't need to deal with Belichick. I don't need to deal with all the back and forth. Mm-hmm. Look, the Boston media is not the New York media, but it's a, it's a tough crowd. They're going to want to be digging at, at this topic a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think, look, he's close with Gronk. If, if, and he's close with Edelman. He is almost yeah. brothers with Edelman. If Edelman, at the end of this year, there's a very good chance they cut him. Mm-hmm. They they need some some churning of the roster, shall we say? They're they're old. They're yeah. old in a lot of spots. And Edelman's thirty two years old. He's coming off a torn ACL and now a suspension. Mm-hmm. And I wonder. Look, it wouldn't be the first time the Pats decided to cut somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen before this year. But if he if he comes back and he's not who he once was, I could see New England saying, "Look, we're going to move on. Yeah, we're going to move on." And if that happens, that's another shot across the bow, so to speak, mm-hmm. at Brady. Again, if he was a guy who hadn't won a Super Bowl, if he was in Dan Marino's shoes at this stage or a Warren yeah. Moon, I, I could see him, as long as he was still a great player, just continuing mm-hmm. to go after that, at the charge at that challenge. He's won five Super Bowls. He's been in eight. Mm-hmm. Like I, at some point, I think he's going to say, look, I'm, I'm arguably, if not almost inarguably, the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm done. I don't yeah. need this. To the last point, though, with, with what you said, he or Belichick first, oh, I think if Brady retires – I think Belichick's out the door, <laughs> yeah. okay? Oh, yeah. Because then there's always that question of, like, well, was it because of Belichick? If Brady leaves and they go 7-9, and nine, it's always going to be like, ah, I told you it was Brady, it was Brady. I, I think they would 
I think they will go into the sunset together, and it can be McDaniels and Brian Hoyer forever after that. First of all, prayers up for that. Yeah. <laughs> My God, that's the tax yeah. you pay for being all a Patriots fan all those years and getting all those Super Bowls. I disagree with you here, though, in that, mm-hmm. or slightly at least, I think that if Brady leaves at the end of the season, like they win the Super Bowl, Brady retires, which I think he has to do, not only because it's, it looks better, but I think because he is such the... How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Competitor, he is such the perfectionist. Peyton Manning went out on top. Peyton Manning went out after winning a Super Bowl. Brady's going to want to go out on a Super Bowl, too. Peyton Manning was basically in a wheelchair for that Super Bowl. That's that's true. But But he he won. He went out on the Super Bowl. So that's, I think, and that's kind of... What you look at, it's, it's mostly on us for doing this, which is us as fans wanting that storybook ending. Ray Lewis did it, even though it's completely different context for that. Because, yeah. But, you know, Ray well, Lewis the, did it, Peyton like Manning the did it. Deer antler spray, <laughs> yeah. well, also known as potentially something you shouldn't have been using. Right. For sure. But uh, so I think that Brady has to go with the Super Bowl just because of that, because of the Peyton Manning factor. But I think that Belichick might actually stay because equally as the competitor – I think he's going to want to be the one that stays and wins, goes to the playoffs, God forbid wins a Super Bowl, then he forever has that. He's like, wasn't you, it was me. And I think that he's that kind of salty guy. He's that kind of I want it that badly to do it. To, that's a big risk, though, to risk his entire reputation. Yeah. But I could see him doing that. That's interesting. I mean, I, I didn't really think about it from that angle. But he could. I would say, look, he takes Brian Hoyer and they go to the Super Bowl, <laughs> then Brady is no better than Brian Hoyer. No. And that, that's the takeaway there. If Belichick wins a Super Bowl with Brian Hoyer, you got to rename the Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> you just have to Listen, do it. I watched Brian Hoyer in a playoff <laughs> game a long time ago. And Brian Hoyer was an atrocity. He's the only reason that my Kansas City Chiefs won a playoff mm-hmm. game since I was in kindergarten, okay? The Chiefs just stood there and had him throw the ball at them for four quarters. Uh, but Hoyer, yeah, that's – listen – it's funny to think, like, if, if Brady had retired like a normal person, like mm-hmm. 39, but, and they went straight to Garoppolo from what we've seen out of Garoppolo, Ooh, yeah. like, they would have had, like, 30 to 40 years of yeah. just absolute utter dominance. That That's Bill Walshian right there. Yeah, like, from Montana, Montana Young. Young, right, or, or from Favre to Rogers, yep. that, that kind of thing. Yeah, instead, Brady to, we don't know, <laughs> Hoyer or somebody, you know, but, hey, listen. If you're a Pats fan, I don't want to hear it. I don't yeah. hear any complaints. I don't care if they go to Hoyer. I don't care who they go to. You are fine. Okay? You lived the good life. Yeah, you've seen more Super Bowls than I ever will for yeah. my team. Okay, so listen. Ultimately, if you're New England, you're still the favorite in the AFC this year, even with the diminished roster. Mm-hmm. And if you're Brady, you've got to be thinking to yourself, I could go to a third straight Super Bowl. Yeah. Not many guys have done that. The only teams that have ever gone to three Super Bowls in a row are the 90s Bills, went mm-hmm. to four, lost all four, and the early 70s Dolphins. They went to three, one, two. That's it. I mean, there's, there are no other teams in the history of the NFL mm-hmm. that have ever gone three straight years. New England certainly favored it, too, despite all that we've talked about. Yeah, and before we wrap up with this topic, Michael in the chat wants to know about the Edelman appeal. Mm. When are we going to hear about that? Because it's on topic with all the Brady stuff. Because that is going to be a narrative going into the season. Is this his last year? Right. And what's the context of his last year? It could be one where Gronk gets traded before week one because the Patriots are crazy. Edelman might be gone for the first four games. Are we going to hear about that appeal anytime soon? Uh, first off, Mike, thanks for watching. Uh, as far as the appeal, look, these all happen on their own time. Um, my 
guess would be that it'll happen sometime in mid-July. Uh, you know, we know that they waited so long on Brady's appeal with the flake gate that it, it dragged on and on and on. Then it was like right before the season started, they hit them with it. I don't think we'll see that. I think I think we'll probably see uh, this this play out right around the start of training camp. Uh, but again, these things all kind of have their own timetable. It depends on everybody getting the same room, usually in New York, down at Park Avenue. So I would I would suspect that they get this done sooner rather than later, but as f- I wouldn't expect much out of the appeal unless Edelman has concrete proof that the NFL is wrong here. Plus, it's New England and it's Goodell and everything. Like if Goodell can stick it to them, mm-hmm. he's going to. So I wouldn't I wouldn't expect that Edelman gets a reduced sentence here. Uh, I certainly wouldn't expect that it's vacated again mm-hmm. unless. Unless Edelman has proof that somehow either the test was tainted yeah. or, or the NFL just flat out misrepresented what was in it. I can't wait for Patriots fans when they're winning the Super Bowl at the end of the year to be harping on the whole Goodell was after us the whole way narrative. He tried suspending Julian Edelman and look at that, we're in the Super Bowl. It's, it's how it always happens. But so on Tom Brady, if he retires, we're going to have to, and he will eventually within the next couple of years. We're on, the, we're on the cusp of a new generation in the NFL. So when Brady's gone, that'll mean that Manning's retired. Brady's gone. Rodgers is going to be in that weird twilighty area yeah. of his career. Yeah. Who is going to be the face of the NFL? Because right now you could argue, if you say NFL, people are thinking Tom Brady. He's not the face of the NFL the way that you, know, you could say LeBron James is the face of the NBA. But because he seems more prominent. It's a star-driven life. But with... Tom Brady, it seems that he is the guy. But once he's gone, there's a vacuum there. And who is going to fill that? You know, I think of Brady very much in the way I think of Derek Jeter when he was mm, on the good. Yankees yeah. and he was the face of baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting question. I, my immediate visceral reaction was Aaron Rodgers. But mm-hmm. let's say he retires in two years. Rodgers is 34 right now. Yeah. So Rodgers is kind of going to be on that way out, assuming you know he retires around late 30s, early 40s. I think it's going to be one of these quarterbacks we've seen drafted in the last couple of years. Mm. Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, maybe if Mitchell Trubisky gets rolling. I think it's going to be one of those guys. I mean, typically in the NFL, it's very hard to be the face of the league if you're not the quarterback. Mm. It just is. Um, and so I think it's probably one of those young gun quarterbacks. Watson is a guy who obviously shown a lot. Garoppolo is a very handsome man. I could see him. He's in, he's in San Francisco, right? Like, just yeah. like Montana was way yeah. back when. Handsome guy, great quarterback. Like, let's face it. It doesn't hurt Brady. He's a good-looking guy. Like, mm-hmm. If Brady if Brady looked like a gargoyle, like, he probably wouldn't be the face of the league as much, you know. They, but he's he's got that image that the NFL mm-hmm. loves to portray. And you can, again, go back to guys like Stallback or Montana or Aikman, and guys who are that classic mm-hmm. player, that classic look at the classic position. So, yeah. I, think it's, I think it'll be a quarterback. And Garoppolo is the guy to me that stands out because of all things I mentioned, that he could be that next guy. But that's just one guess out of many, many candidates. Yeah, I think a better question would be maybe like, who is going to be the generational star here? Because it seems like football, like you said, the areas are broken up. You got Staubach, you got Montana. Yep. But I like the baseball comparison because I feel unlike basketball where it's very clearly Michael Jordan in the 90s, it's very clearly Magic Johnson in the 80s, it's LeBron now. The baseball conversation is more in hindsight. Like, we still don't really know who the player of the 90s was in baseball. Was it Ken Griffey Jr.? Was it Derek Jeter? 
So I feel like there's more. that's what we're going to be at moving forward with football, where we're at right now with baseball. Is it Bryce Harper? Is it Mike Trout? You know, is it Chris Bryant? Is it Manny Machado? So we're kind of in that area where we're going to have Watson, who I think is going to be a big guy. Sure. Garoppolo, easy, can make the case for him. Yep. Forgetting about Aaron Rodgers, you know, I mean, you didn't forget about Aaron Rodgers, but in this conversation, right. he's kind of almost an afterthought. So I, feel, I, I don't know if Dak, it's Dak. If Dak really well, takes a couple steps. He had to take a couple hard steps. Hard asterisk on that he, one. He, it, it is, but he's on the Cowboys and he's the quarterback. True, yeah. And so, you know, they're America's team, mm-hmm. you know. I, if, if Dak was on, like, with respect, if he was on, like, the Colts, Dak's not the like, – and by the way, hey, luck, luck. like, yeah. luck if he wasn't hurt all the time, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, so there's, there's so many, so many different options to go with. Yeah, and, I, you know, J.J. Watt is another name to, to bring up, too. And like you said, though, yeah. he's not a quarterback. The NFL would love for him to be the face of the franchise. So. Yeah, and, I mean, for so far he's been, he's been doing his part to really step up and be kind of yep. an ambassador for the league, if nothing else, with all of the charity work that he does. So, to me, as a football fan, I think it's very exciting entering into a post-Brady era where there isn't really one guy that you can peg. And I think it's going to be a year-to-year thing. And it kind of was, to be fair, with Brady and Manning yeah. for those couple of years. But Brady was always kind of the guy, and it was Manning was kind of chasing him. And here I think it's going to be moving forward a lot more fluid with Jimmy G. You got Deshaun Watson. Who knows if Odell Beckham is a guy who, who comes out sure. on the other end of this extension, becomes a face of the league. You know, New York, big for, Saquon yep. Barkley, yep. running back. You know, you think about Emmett Smith. You talk about America's team. He was a big guy. Troy Aikman was mm-hmm. clearly number one there, but Emmett Smith's a guy that you always talk about. Maybe yep. Barkley in New York can be a guy. And maybe it's a quarterback that was drafted this year. You know, Sam Darnold and the Jets. You know, Broadway Joe. Yep. That's, you know, it's, it's a whole thing. So it's really exciting from a football fan perspective to see so much young talent where a couple of years ago it looked like, I don't know where the league's going here. We got some young guys who could be good, and you kind of got middle of the road guys like, or middle of the road as far as their career, like Matthew Stafford, guys who aren't really superstar names, but they're top tier talents. Yeah. Well, and you're right, look, and that's what happens when like the first round of quarterbacks features Christian Ponder and Jake Locker, <laughs> Blaine and Gabbard, Blaine Gabbard, and, and you know, forget the political stuff like Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. I mean, a good player. Mm-hmm. And he actually almost, it almost felt like he was going to be the face of the franchise. Yep. He, or the face of the league. When he first came onto the scene, he was so electrifying. Oh, yeah. You know, it really, I remember they played a Sunday night game up in New England and he beat Brady. And he, you mm-hmm. just felt like, well, this is, this is going to be the guy. He yep. was in the cover of SI. Didn't work out that way. Uh, but, I mean, look, I think it's great for the NFL in some ways that there's not one clear answer, mm-hmm. that there's so many options. I'd love it. Like, once Brady retires and Roethlisberger goes off in the sunset, okay, mm-hmm. I'd love to see all these young quarterbacks, especially in the AFC. There's so many between Darnold and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And, and Watson and Mahomes and even Mariota. And, like, I'd love to see all those guys. Baker Mayfield. Like, yeah. I'd love to see all those guys. Josh Allen. We'll see Josh <laughs> Allen. But, uh, uh, you know – I would like, I'd really like to see all, all those guys come up and be good players, be great players, yeah. because the AFC has been so one-sided for so many years. It's New right. England or it's whoever's manning the team at the time. Yeah, That's going to change in a few years. And I think, that, I think whoever ends up winning out of that group the most is probably going to be the leading candidate along with, you know, maybe like a Carson Wentz, somebody like that. Yeah, I'll wrap it up on this and let you take it out. But I really – Really love that the, just the talent is so spread out and it's so good. Because mm-hmm. there are good quarterbacks now. 
But, you know, not again to harp on Matthew Stafford, but when you think about not having one clear answer and your options are Garoppolo, Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Jameis Winston maybe if he can come up, Marcus Mariota, and you look at the era of quarterbacks we're in now, and it's like Joe Flacco, Matthew Stafford, Andy Dalton. Good guys, but not guys that in like 20, 30, 40 years you're going to look back and be like, man, that was the era of the quarterback. Right. It's not like, you know, the 90s where you had Favre, you had Young, you had all these guys that were going at the same time. Yeah. So to me, football fans should be very excited for the future because, you know, the AFC opening up, the clouds have parted. Jimmy G being the face of the, 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 the league would be so perfect from him having been traded from New England. And you could have gone from one face to the next face in New England, yeah. and then you're stuck with Brian Hoyer and Josh McDaniels. Good luck. It's not great. It's <laughs> not great. Uh, well, look, before we sign off, first of all, thank you everybody who watched, and thanks to everyone who mm-hmm. will listen or is listening now at this point. Um, and we want to thank our sponsor, Fanatics. Great partner as always. And if you go to fansidefanatics.com, make an order, you save 20% on shipping uh, with the code FANSIDED. And they have everything you could think of that you would want as a fan. Every kind of gear. Uh, they really are a great partner. Not just saying it because they are a partner of us, but they really they come through and they have great, uh, great merchandise that, hey, look, training camp's coming up. Go, if you're a Browns fan, you need to have a Baker Mayfield jersey. If you're a Jets fan, you got to go out and get your Sam Darnold jersey. Like, they might be the first hope you've had in years. I believe you said your Marcus Peters Rams jersey was in Ma- the mail. I'm not even. I'm not kidding. <laughs> my Marcus Peters jersey is in the mail, um, and so and so is my Mahomes jersey. So <laughs> hey, balance it out. Yeah. yeah well, I, I'm, I'm a Chief fan, but Marcus Peters, what, whatever they did him wrong. I'm waving at that. We'll okay. save that for next week. Yeah, yeah next week <laughs> on a very special episode of uh, Stacking the Box. Uh, but in any event, so thank you very much for watching. Enjoy what is now going to be technically the first weekend of summer coming yep. up. Uh, keep it classy out there. And we will be back next week, although uh, I am going to be uh, in New York for the next handful of weeks. So we'll, we'll figure that all out, but I'll get involved. Uh, so for Josh Hill, I'm Matt Verdon. Thank you very much for watching. We'll be back right here next Monday. Enjoy your week. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply.